The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. tell you this do not count darby out for anything but chris jericho the reigning defending tnt champion somebody you know extremely well sammy gavar does he have what it takes to defend it against two men of course he has what it takes but i'm still kind of fixated here on andrade and idolo with this black skeletor type mask he has a lot of issues Darby Allen, obviously, with half his face painted, a lot of issues. What Sammy Guevara has is the TNT Championship, and it's not easy to take that away from him. Believe me, I know. And, of course, tonight here on Rampage, everyone is barred from ringside under penalty of fine and suspension. I've heard the fine is upward of $25,000. That's so steep. Man. Nobody is allowed at ringside. No stable mate. Sting can't come out here. I can't run down there. It's one-on-one-on-one -on -one -on -one tonight. Well, three, three, a three-way tonight, but nobody else is at ringside. And that applies to our entire broadcast here tonight for Rampage. We are just a few minutes away, Taz. Yeah, no doubt. You can feel, man, the temperature's rising up as Darby Allen gets in the ring. Another challenger here right now for this TNT title. Darby as far as that outside interference thing and the fines and stuff, that's a big deal for tonight's broadcast for sure. Darby, of course, a former TNT champion. He knows what it takes to be crowned champion. There we see Sammy Guevara with the two TNT championship title belts. Oh, he's feeling real good, man. It's got, he's super confident. Jericho can speak on Guevara better than anybody, but yeah, he he's a, super confident. He has Chris. a connection with the crowd that he's cultivated over the last few years, but it's really come to fruition ever since he became the TNT champion. These people are behind Sammy Guevara, and he's going to need that tonight because he is facing two other men in that ring for those two titles. Yeah, Sammy is the, the unified TNT champion. He really only needs to carry one belt, but he likes carrying two. Yeah, hey, the two belts are good on him, but yeah, I think that's an important thing to point out. Hey, nobody knows more about carrying two belts around than I do. When you go through the airport, it's a little bit of a pain, but when you come to the ring, look at this. It's beautiful. It's like a bulletproof vest of title championship belts. Well, Chris, I would, I would argue Ultimo Dragon knows a little bit more, but I digress. I digress. <laughs> uh, for for the five people who know, Ultimo Dragon had eight belts. Yeah, the the J-Crown, yeah. Yes, unbelievable. But that is neither here nor there. We are less than two minutes away from AEW Rampage coming to you 
live at the top of the hour on TNT. Well, kind of feels like uh, Sammy's got the home field advantage here. These people in Orlando love him. Yeah, the air is thick. Well, don't, don't go anywhere. Actually, no. Go to TNT. Turn it on right now. And we will be kicking things off live at the top of the hour with the three-way TNT championship match. Sammy Guevara defending against Andrade El Idolo and Darby Allen. See Andrade and Dobby, and we're gonna see how tough really is Dobby. You know what I'm loving though, Taz? Tonight yes. is this crowd. It's yeah. insane. All they are into this match, and they're making it that much more exciting as if it wasn't exciting enough already. We are on the final stop of the road to revolution. The importance of this TNT title is evident right here, guys. These three men, what they're doing to each other right now, live here on Rampage. Oh. This hot crowd in, in Orlando, it's awesome right now. And like Ricky Starks keeps saying, he has a chance yes. to face the winner of this match. Yes. If you can win at Revolution on Sunday. And I don't think we already know the answer to that one, Chris. Oh, Starks, oh. Five other men to contend with in the face of the Revolution winner match. Oh, but no, Darby's taking the belt off. Uh -oh, He's so. got stunts on his, baby. Andrade uh -oh. used that belt. Oh! Once again, this is up to the referee's discretion. Get him! Don't throw it away! Darby with Andrade upside down the tree. Oh, watch Sammy here. Oh, it's oh, oh. right across the ring, coast to coast. Oh my lord, that was an impact. Darby launched himself off the ring. Take a look at this. Take a look at this. The feet hit the face of Andrade. Andrade still hung up, and yet you're right, Ricky. Darby Allen was going for the shoulder block, but Sammy Guevara able to avoid it, hit the springboard and the coast-to-coast drop kick. Amazing, those pianos right to the collar of uh, Andrade. You see this audience, our audience here, this is awesome. The show's 11 minutes old, they're already chanting. They were chanting it at 10.05 Eastern. This is awesome. This is the fastest hour in all of professional wrestling, and we are less than 48 hours away from Revolution. I watch the clock. I pay attention to the time, guys. Look at the, the welts on Sammy's back for those belt shots for Andrade in match. What a great way to start off Rampage. And we're going to cap it off at the main event for the final spot in the face of the Revolution ladder match. All ego eat their pants. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Damn battering Oh no. Sammy Guevara just uh oh saw it. He can't resist. No, he can't. He loves to take chances, Jericho. You know that better than anybody with Butch Guevara. Sammy and Darby will be partners on Sunday, but right now they are fighting. Well yeah, for the TNT championship. Don't forget some of the classics Sammy and Darby have had over the past few years here in AEW as well. There is no love lost between the two of them. Oh, nice, nice. Smart move. Two. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. goodness. What? Quick, quick, 
tilt reversal we saw there. Wait a minute. Sweet Darby, Sammy bridges up. Crucifix there, one, two. Center of the ring. A lot of quick near falls here, guys. Jackknife by Sammy comes up. Oh, nice bridge up. Darby bridges up, he's got a slot here. He got the underhooks on the back oh, slot. Wow. Sammy, the kick to Andrade as Andrade was coming. Oh, oh my God, he's done. Dom is done. Roll up on Andrade, two. Oh my God, oh, look at Showing the respect for these three athletes right here. Darby saved <laughs> Sammy from getting pinned, and Darby wasn't trying to help Guevara. He was trying to prevent oh, him. Look at this. That Briante oh. driver, and that would have pinned Sammy Guevara, working out for the intervention of Darby Allen. And to your point, as Darby was trying to keep his hopes alive right, right. in this match. Oh, crowd chants AEW as they should be. This is the most exciting pro wrestling company in the world today. Double boots up into the face of Andrade El Idolo. Darby Allen, nice hey, Jericho, oh, that's, no. that's not an overstatement. That oh. stunner! Uh, by this oh, wait a second. Oh, you're right. Uh oh. oh. Sammy Guevara has Andrade on the shoulders. I got him! Oh, he's gonna steal the win! Darby's gonna steal this win! Oh my god! He's gonna put six feet under! Darby Allen! Go! He's got
Homeboy Shivani, and now the PWC, the Pro Wrestling Coalition, is on the air for the most exciting two hours of professional wrestling podcasting in the world. We're going to put butts in seats and ears to the streets. And now, here are your hosts, Jimmy T and A-Track everyone and welcome to the pwc friday night carnage right here on the pwc network i'm your host jimmy t and my co-host he's back once again man he's doing the trifecta tonight he was the co-host of the machismo he's the co-host of carnage and heck he might as well be my co-host for every show you know him as a-track black but you also know him as michael davis from the pw hustle zone and the pwc what's crackalacking once again my friend Welcome back to the Carnage. Good back on Carnage. I know we haven't done one for a couple of weeks, and it, uh, so, I mean, Arab Aries pop off my mind. It's like I'm, I'm everywhere in the PVC. I'm like <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I feel like I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the man in this, uh, this, this shit right now because I want every show. Been on Skirmish, been on Smack Talk, all on Machismo, all on Extra. Now, I mean, I already called to a corner. I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere, man. And just like, I'm the, I, one of the hardest working guys on the PC. I'm not saying absolutely the guy, but I am one of the hardest working guys here. And whatever you need me to do a show, right here at the uh, Heavy Rap Bowl. And that, and like I've said previously, man, you're the, the only person when I need someone, man, no matter what time, I swear. We were doing the show this morning, bro, and you were awake. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. <laughs> 
And then I slept way too long, man. I wanted to do a smack talk originally, but I fucking slept through SmackDown, bro. And, uh, you know, I woke up like 15 minutes before Rampage started and I had to do Uncaged. So, you know, and yeah, it sucks that we haven't done a Carnage in the last couple of weeks. But if you really want to hear my opinion about Rampage on a consistent level, you got to tune into channelattitude.com for the Uncaged review of Rampage. But we're going to try to be consistent with the Carnage here on the PWC. It's just, it, it gets hard juggling all these shows, man on multiple networks but nevertheless man we're featured as number nine i'm gonna say it again bro i'm gonna brag about that shit we're featured at number nine out of how many freaking wrestling podcasts and like i said man thank you to everyone out there because it's legitly humbling man yeah that that definitely is still my one to see that lot like there are so many people out there that are listening to the PUSC all around the world not just on australia not just on in the u.s everywhere man and so again we, we're we're the, we're the new, new movers in this in the podcasting world and we keep on approving and keep on getting better and give you guys more content absolutely man and and yeah we're the needle movers bro don't worry about roman reigns all right we're the real friggin needle movers we're the heads of the table and uh man like, like i said yeah it's, it's it's just so humbling man but but let's get into rampage bro which is the go-home show to AEW's pay-per-view this Sunday called Revolution. I mean, uh, I don't know if it's a real revolution of a pay-per-view, but I'm sure they're going to probably prove us wrong because I do feel a lot of the matchups are a bit weird. It is a strong card, don't get me wrong, but just everything's all over the place in a way. But we'll touch up on that because I think we should do a predictions as well, dude, uh, for Revolution tonight since this is the go-home show to Revolution. But uh, we come live from Orlando, Florida for AEW's Rampage and we start off with a banger track. I mean, it's for the TNT Championships, I should say, <laughs> since we still got two belts. But that was between Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and Andrade Al Idalo in a triple threat match for the TNT Championship. And boy, was this a car crash. Yeah, it was definitely a car crash to the highest level, and um, these these three uh had a they had they had pretty good chemistry. Um, of course you had Darby Allen Sting, uh, I mean Darby Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara had uh, history against each other from the early uh, the second second year first year of AEW, plus uh Dwayne and Sammy Guevara had their ass a couple years ago on Dynamite, um uh. I mean, Darby Allen, but um, but the match, the match uh was it was a really really good match. Like the closest moment of the match was really good having uh Darby uh, Darby Allen look like he got win win the TT TD Championship, but Shane War right there stopping him dead in his tracks and he retained the title. And and nothing, I don't I don't get why Shane War still walking around with two two belts. I mean, I think I think he's stupid as hell. I mean. It, they both the same belt, so why why are you in both both belts? It, it, it's so stupid. I mean, I get it. He want to act like act cocky and all that. Again, the whole. The, the, I mean, I I listen to you guys on on the case about how saying why at a bay face is not clicking. I agree. He's still acting like acting a bit. He was. He's trying to be like a girl ex when he was yeah. a bay face, and he's still being cocky. 
but A Grill may work. Shane Guevara still has a long, long, long way to go to be A Grill. Absolutely agree with you 100%, man. You hit the nail on the head, and we, and that's right. I mean, we did mention on Uncaged that Sammy Guevara just, he doesn't know how to play the baby face properly, man. He just looks like a douchebag, you know what I mean? But you know what? I should have mentioned on the Uncaged, but I'll mention it here. I don't know what his other bout is for, bro. Do you have any idea why? I have no, no idea. It's just like, I get if the tires are like, are, are different. It's like if one tire is the, the, the current team championship and the other one is the, like, the, the right strap, what that mirror <laughs> had, that, okay. make, that makes sense. But both of them are literally the same, same belt. And it's just like, just put the other belt. Even JR even messing on commentary, like, why, why are you carrying around two belts? Yeah. If JR call you out on carrying, holding two belts, then we should give the other belt. It's just for one. Because he's like a, like an asshole douchebag uh, walking on two belts. Yeah, well, I'll tell you why, bro. The other one's for Taya Conti, bro. That's what that is. It should be called the TCT Championship. The Taya Championship, Taya... <laughs> or should I say the Taya Conti... Taya Championship, all right? That's the TCT, bro. I know that sounds corny and cheesy, and I, but I said it because he won her over and dumped his missus that he was with for many years. So I guess he gets a championship for <laughs> for claiming Taya Conti. And we'll get to Taya Conti later on in the show. But, uh, man, this match had it all, bro. I mean, it was a spot fest. It was pretty much hard-hitting. It was a real gymnastic-y sort of match. Like we said on Uncaged earlier that, uh, I mean, Andrade looked much bigger, dude, than ev than everybody else. It was ridiculous. Jago mentioned that he's only five foot nine, which makes me laugh because that means I'm taller than the bloke. I'm sure you're taller because you seem tall, Track. So what, what are you, man? Six, two, six, three? I'm about, uh, about six feet. Um, <laughs> how how like tall? Six, six I'm like uh, six, uh, six five. Whoa, are you six five? I'm, I'm six two, not nine six five. Oh, I thought you were six five, dude. Shit, what did I say? Six two, six three, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. I, I got it. I got it on the fucking. I nailed it. Well, man, <laughs> you're much taller than all these guys. <laughs> Put it that way. I mean, if Andrade is five foot nine and he looks like a friggin' beast in front of fucking Darby Allen and uh. And uh, Sammy Guevara, I mean, what does that tell you, right? I mean, he's got to stop wearing those New York Yankees uh, baseball pants. But uh, but I, I understand. It's it, it's a throwback to Los Inga Bernables, but come on, man. Like, th these things look like they're ready to bulge right off. You know what I mean? Like, they're ready to rip, like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. But Andrade, for once, looked like his old self, in a way, in terms of his uh, in-ring work. Like that def definitely. Um, Andrade, Andrade. Um, I really haven't seen him much as when he was uh, La Sombra down at the ML and uh, New Japan. But when he went to came in the NNT WWE and he would like look like he was part of Match and Break, I really didn't get the whole gimmick. But Absolutely. I saw him wrestle. I saw him wrestle. And he was he 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 was pretty damn good. And it's like. Yeah, the energy champion. I don't know. He was meant to be the energy champion, but he, he ran with it. He was U.S. champion, and he he still had done a lot more in WWE. Says of being just a lackey or just being there because he he's a uh 
engaged with uh, Charlotte Flair. But yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad he's in AEW, but at the same time, he still he still need to get he does still need to be more uh more uh push more and be taken seriously. So I think Andrade can be considered as, as a major player in, in, in AEW. It is just it is just let him go, not have him be stuck in this ridiculousness, stupid, stupid storyline with um Matt Hardy as the AFHFO nonsense. Like just because you have him have him align with other wrestlers from Mexico, like guys, you guys bought uh, Ring Warner, you can bring easily bring in his brother Woods and Dragon Lee and have uh L I J right there. Oh, absolutely! So, it'd be great, great for Andrade, and be taking he'll be taking more seriously if they they, 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 they do that. I agree, man. I'd love to see Rush in uh, AW, and I'd love to see Andrade, Rush, and uh, what's his name, Dragon Lee, form as a new well, not new compared to Rush and uh, and Andrade as La Sombra, but I'd love to see Lij de Mexico. In AEW, heck, bring Naito and uh, Lij in AEW too, and I'll really mark out like a little freaking girl. I'm telling you, I'll be like, ah, Naito in AEW. <laughs> but I mean, I'd love to see Tetsuya Naito in in AEW. I think it would be cool. It'd be awesome. But where's Jay White? Track? Where the fuck is Jay White, bro? I and mean, he's still doing obli- obligations in Impact Wrestling over here trying to make the Bullet Club great again, but I don't give a shit about the the Bullet Club. I mean, the Bullet Club is dead in my opinion. I agree, man. They try to bring bring back God, God, Doc Gallows and, and Carl Anderson as the member, member of the Bullet Club, but it's like, those guys have been irrelevant for years. Like, they tried to do the whole Bullet Club in WWE, didn't work. Not with Ballard, not with AJ Styles, not with, not with anyone. But, what makes what makes you think they got to be more relevant now in, in impact the line was settled with Jay White? Yeah. Like, no, come on. Like yeah. you already you already know how I feel about, about uh Luke Gallagher and his punk ass. For <laughs> instance, he said done great things at singles better when the Bullet Club was was done <laughs> him being he should have been the singles singles in WWE. He could have he could have ran with uh, the US championship or challenged with the US championship here and there. But no, they just needed a whole whole gals' hand the whole time down in WWE, and it went nowhere. Yeah, I agree. And, I, and look, man, I know you're not the biggest fan of Luke Gallows, and I think I got an idea why you're not the biggest fan. That has to do with personal reasons, right? I mean, yeah. I, was, I know, I know why. I know time, why. you're friends with a particular person. I don't know if I should mention her on uh, right here on the carnage. But I totally get why you feel the way you feel, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, but, I'll just go on to say, late in the match, Alan hit Andrade with a stunner. Guevara followed up with, a, with his GTH on Andrade. Alan cleared Guevara to ringside, then went up top, flipped off Andrade before executing a coffin drop. Alan had the pin, but Guevara flew back into the picture to, to, with a swanton that knocked Alan off, off of Andrade. Guevara covers Andrade and got the three count. And Sammy Guevara defeats Andrade, Al Idalo, and Darby Allen in the triple threat. In about 13 minutes and 15 seconds, they retain his TNT championship. And in a bomb burn of a match, easily the match of the night by far. By far. I mean, there's, there's not even. Heck, I dare say it was even the best match when you compare Dynamite 
and Rampage. It was that good. Some people might not like it, right? And I, and I get it. But, man, if you just watch it for what it is, it was fun, man. It was definitely a fun friggin' match. And I felt these three pulled out all the stops and wanted to prove that they can go, man. Yeah, definitely. And like like Jago said on, on K's before, um, normally the first match of the night is the main event. And this yeah, was well, definitely true. a main event uh, main event level matchup uh, between these, two guys, these three guys. And... I mean, it's only a matter of time till we see Andrade hold the TNT Championship. Um, depending upon who the champion at the time, it might be uh, Sammy Guevara, might be uh, Darby Allen. But I do see Andrade winning that championship some some way, some shape or form, because he does he does deserve a, a title reign, some uh, title reign in AEW, because he has been busted ass whatever whatever they gave him. You know, his run in AEW had been kind of. Right now, with the whole uh, Hardy Hardy family thing, he has a lot of skills in the ring when when he when need be. So maybe it's time for him to hold some championship gold down down the road. I agree one hundred percent, man. I just hope TK and AEW in particular feel the same way. But um, let's move on to to the next segment. We get Alex Abrahantes standing in the ring with Penta El Zero Miedo. Should I say? Penta El Scuro, which means Penta Dark, with Puck also. Abrahantis addresses the House of Black. He said they may be down a man without Ray Phoenix, but there will still be three of them <laughs> and three members of the House of Black. A brief House of Black video then begins to play. Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews appears on the apron, while Abrahantis, Puck, and Penta were facing the other way. Abrahantis told them that he never said that their three men were in the ring. He said Black has his monster and they have their own. <laughs> and now before we move on about who this monster was, Abrahantis has got to be one of the most cheesiest, goofiest managers on the freaking planet. <laughs> you look on your face is priceless. On the fucking planet, bro. I mean, how can the fuck can I take any of this shit seriously when he's talking like that, bro? Especially with his little cosplay fucking shitty hat on. I mean, and his shitty makeup on his eyes. Like he hasn't slept in fucking last, since last week. Come on, Track. Do we need this fucking dude? Not at all. Like, I never liked, I never was a big fan of this guy when he started doing the whole Penta says gimmick. And it's like, I mean, me personally, I think Penta doesn't speak that bad uh, English at times, but he does him speaking uh, Spanish is worse worse for him, and you don't you don't need you don't really need to have him say anything in Spanish in English or have a translator. He just like you know just go off on in Spanish. But <laughs> Alice, I'm, I'm not Alice. This Alice guy is annoying as hell. I mean, I, I blame this guy for for uh, injuring Ray Phoenix. Cause this is the guy that pulled out the table. Ralph Ray Fiend is gonna stop. Don't 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 put a table on a ring a ringside, and because of that, he he damn near broke his broke his arm. Yeah. I blame Alice for that for life. He's a fucking idiot for, for that, <laughs> and he looks he's like a fucking idiot here. Like he looks like he looks he looks like the 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 old lady from Snow White. Like Ooh. I can't take this guy seriously. Look, look look like that. Snow White. That's a good one, bro. He did look like a fucking Snow White. Fucking hell, man. That's so true. 
Alexander Hante is just fucking get your putang ass on out of here. What should I say? Your little red riding hood ass on out of here, man. Because this shit just made me cringe, man. Anyway, uh, we get Eric Redbeard, if you know, formerly known as Eric Rowan from the Wyatt family, who makes his entrance. Security intervene. Redbeard destroyed the security guards while Park and Penta watched. Park or Pack, whatever you want to call him, eventually grabbed one of the security guards and then jawed at the House of Black, who were watching from the floor. Penta broke the arm of one of the security guards, causing the House of Black members to cringe. Excalibur then announces House of Black versus Pack, Penta, and Redbeard for the Revolution pre-show matchup. Are you happy about Redbeard? Eric Redbeard. Sounds like a pirate, bro. Har har. I mean, I, I'm ha- I'm happy for being in AEW again. Um, I, I I happy that this that the boy Lee Trevi show was not a, a one off, and um, he's doing his own his own AEW. Um, I don't know if we gotta be signed to a, like a exclusive deal with AEW, but if he does sign an exclusive deal with him, and, and it'll, it, that'll be cool because he 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 he's another big man that you can you can have on, on your roster. I can. Be a dominant force, and I don't know if he gonna be part of uh, Death Triangle or he's just gonna be an honorary member until Ray Phoenix comes back. But he has some. He says he has that can work. You, 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 you can he he can he can work with anyone on, on the roster if you put the uh, cards right. Um, but um, I think Air Red Beard on on AEW roster is a good fit. Just keep it far far away from the Dark Order. That's all I gotta say about that. It's just don't oh. don't have don't know dark order. Imagine Penta in the dark order, bro. <laughs> That's the shit. That's fucking TK, fucking book of the year shit. But uh, man, I was was saying for a laugh on Uncaged. I was saying, you know, imagine Pac joining the House of Black, and you can call him Pack Black. <laughs> tell me, tell me, it sounds like backpack, but it's Pack Black. Would that even make any sense? But what I personally think will happen, and I truly mean this, and I just quietly, I know Jago took the next comment way too far after that. He went, he, he got too funny, I think, at, at one stage. But um, and I was saying, oh, now we're gonna get nuclear heat, Jago. <laughs> Uncaged is gonna get caged up, literally. But um, I just want to bring up my feeling here is that uh, we're gonna get Penta El Scudo turning into. You know, Pentagon Black, in my opinion, bro. Not not A-Track Black, but Pentagon Black. So, I mean, do you see that happening, bro? Because it would only make sense in storyline, because think about it. You have you have Penta going there, right? And then you've got Pac, Phoenix, and I don't know. Oh, and Redbeard, right? Being, what do you call it? Being, what do they call the, 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 the triangle, whatever the fuck they are, right? But I can also see Eric Rowan sort of joining the House of Black too, bro. I don't know why. And maybe is the biggest power in this little feud Bray Wyatt or am I just seeing things? Um, I mean, I, that, that, that's not uh, a, a thing, to, thing, to, thing to say. I mean, it, that could happen. Like having uh, Bray Wyatt like, be, being part of this House of Black nonsense um, but I mean, 
I mean, because I never thought that Blake Matthews, Blake Murphy would be part of the House of Black, but at the same time, in the case of we can't beat Jordan, because Blake Murphy had been beat by Malachi Black for like four or five times his entire career, and he's like, no, fuck it, I took a, I took a join the House of Black. But uh, I think... lost in the shuffle, bro. I feel already. Just being part of this House of Friggin' Black. Yeah, you can say that because um, I think it'll be him. I think Buddy Murphy by himself would be better off than Jordan Dallas House Black. Um, but uh, I mean, let's see what how, what they do with it with this uh trio with Matt Reuse and Black and King. But if Bray Wyatt gets involved in this uh House of Black Dub Triangle situation, and it's gonna be interesting. But I highly doubt that 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 could happen because Bray Wyatt's been doing his own thing. So right, uh, I I don't know if he's still doing making a movie because last time I heard he was in a whole movie. So I don't know um what what's going on with that. Plus I I don't think he he don't want to do anything wrestling related at the moment because he's just so pissed off at WWE to the point that he doesn't want to do anything wrestling related. And I don't, I don't blame him. I've heard the same thing, dude. And if that's true. I don't blame him too, but it's a, it's such a shame at the same time if he feels disenfranchised with professional wrestling, you know what I mean? But hopefully, because the thing is, bro, I wouldn't be surprised if he actually does end up back in WWE anyway. You know what I mean? And, and don't be surprised if if he had a bit of a handshake deal with, with Vince McMahon about maybe taking some time off and then when he's up for it, he comes straight back into the company. Do, do you think that's a possibility? It could be a possibility, but I just think that I just I do think that him him and WWE w- w- went off on a sour note, and I don't think they on a handshake deal of any kind. I just because he he cause he saw he said he he was bitching about how he was on the list of people that got beat by uh, Roman Reigns. He he, was, he come on social media and hey, hey like hey take me off this. He he was he was have having so I don't know. They he got they uh, he ever gonna come back to WWE at all, but then again, yeah, you got all these guys like Ho Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, um, CM Punk. Technically speaking, they all went back to WWE and were first men. So <laughs> yeah, it would not surprise me. It would not surprise me that that happens. As the old saying goes, check money talks and bullshit walks. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, anyway, we move on to a pre-taped segment with Dan Lambert and Scorpio Sky. Lambert said he worked out a deal with Tony Khan. He said Sky will challenge for the TNT title on Dynamite in exchange for Paige Van Zant signing her AEW contract at the pay-per-view. Not much to really elaborate on here, except I feel like eventually we're going to get the men of the year being your co-TNT championships. Or champions, shall I say? Yeah, I think that's what it looks like. Cause if they do have Scorpio Sky winning both belts, you have men here play like a late cool gimmick, having when they were uh, cold women champions, they have um, the many being cold TNT champions, and that that the case, then that those those having having both champions will make sense. But having one guy wearing the same belt that look that the, the, the belt that looked exactly the same, is stupid as hell. And it's, it's just it's dumped on on the same rewards part. 
Yeah, I agree, man, 100%. But we move on to the next matchup between the limitless Keith Lee versus JD Drake. And uh, basically, this match, dude, I just, I don't know, I don't understand. But Keith Lee ends up beating JD Drake in six in, in about six minutes and 50 seconds. I don't know, I don't know, Track, but for me, this match was 250-50 for my liking, bro. This should have been a squash match anyway. I don't understand why AEW put jobbers up against established stars and actually make them work for it. It makes no sense to me, bro. And that, that, that's one thing that always bothered me about AEW is that you have a big, uh, like, it's like that one one match with um, King Omega and uh, Alan Angels from Dark Order. Like, why is this little misery, Alan Angels, <laughs> going 50 50 with King Omega, the world champion? Like, that's that, like, it, it happened twice. Before, like, when he was Teddy champion and, and, and world champion. Like, right. how the fuck does that happen? It's called even, even when Lance Archer was going against uh, Marco Stunt, Ugh. that was, I was like, what the fuck? Why this guy, this guy, Lance Archer should have been. Pin, pin this guy like in 10, 10 seconds, but you're going 50 feet with Marco Stunt with all people. And it's like, uh, Keith Lisa, but went out running against um, freaking P. Rowan or Wyatt Nemeth. I don't know why you go have a go up against JD Drake because no offense to JD Drake, he has a good wrestler. I mean, I've seen him wrestle before, uh, when I was at WrestleCade, uh, in November. He said, like, had someone like Nick Nemeth or, or like Wyatt Nemeth, um. Or people out Avalon in that match and have, have Keith Lee cross this guy in about a minute or two. Cause it was a little bit too 50 50, especially if you have Keith Lee in, in a ladder match this Sunday at a pay view. You certainly had that happen. Yeah, I agree, bro. I mean, fuck. Like, see, to me, he looked like he has a limit. So to me, now he's limit. He's got <laughs> the limit, Keith Lee, not the limitless. But uh, nevertheless, he still gets a win, like I said earlier. It didn't impress me. That's not really his fault. But I felt like he got a little bit exposed tonight compared to his first matchup. But I guess, you know, we'll see. The cat's out of the bag. We'll see what happens at Revolution. Because, I don't know, man, I've got a bad feeling that this stupid ladder match... I'm, and when I say stupid, they've got three big motherfuckers in this match. And then you got Christian Cage... And uh, Orange Cassidy. Is that right? Is Oh, and uh, yeah, that's it, right? Oh, and Ricky Starks, right? I mean, it's a little bit of a mess. I don't see this being your typical ladder match. Hopefully, this you know they proved me wrong. Maybe it will be a lot better than I'm expecting. But we'll see what happens. For me, Keith Lee automatically wins this. I would say Wardlow, although I think Sean Spears ends up interrupting this match to cost will load the win. In my opinion, that's what I think will happen. It only makes sense to go that way, right? Yeah, it, it, it only makes sense to have Sean Spears cause Wolo the mask, and then you can have Wolo uh, fully turn, uh, turn face on at the pay-per-view or on the, at the Dynamite after the pay-per-view because we saw, we saw uh, Sean Spears create a hit, hit uh, Caesar Bononi with a chair and Wolo stopped him. And how uh, MGL slapping the face back. Oh, that was brutal, man. And that was a great segment, man. 
Yeah, it, it was. And is and Warlow, it time for him to turn face. I I can't sit here and continue to wait uh, for a Warlow Bayface turn to happen this Sunday or the or the Dynamite after Revolution because you keep on waiting, waiting, and waiting to turn him face. It's like a they gonna make no sense to have a turn, turn face in, in, at, at all. So it made just have him turn face at the pay per view. Song Spears crossing the mask because we all know he's not he's not gonna win the mask. Orange Cassidy, fuck him. He not he still didn't even be, be be part of this mask at all. Um, but if I had to choose who who's winning the mask, it probably would be between Keith Lee or Howard Hops. But then again. Keith Lee not gonna win because it's, it's too early for him to win that match. It's too early so. for him to be in a championship match. Hmm. Yeah, because I mean that's what they did with Ruby Riot, and look what happened to her. I don't, I don't, right. I don't want, I don't, I don't want Keith Lee. I don't want him to be in the same position as Ruby Riot. So have Ruby Riot who? Where is Ruby Riot? Yeah, I mean, where is Ruby Riot anyway? I forgot all about it. And where's Lance Archer? I knew that was gonna happen once he had his title match with Hangman Page. Off he goes again, man. That's not his fault. That's the company's fault, but whatever. Yeah, it is what it is. But um, it's interesting. I would rather Powerhouse Hobbs win the match. That's who I'd want to win, right? But I just don't see it happening because even if he does win, sure, he'll get a title match on Dynamite, not on the, at the next pay-per-view, and he'll lose anyway. That's what will happen if, that, if that's the case, if Powerhouse Hobbs win, wins. But I still think Keith Lee will actually win. I don't know why, man. I just do. Unless it's Wardlow, like, anyway, we'll see what happens this Sunday on pay-per-view for AEW's Revolution, and which you you can actually f- hear the review show right here on the PWC Network. But um, anyway, move on to the next segment. We get footage airing from Wednesday of a bloody CM Punk being treated by trainers in the backstage area after being attacked by MJF, Wardlow, and Sean Spears. Punk stood up and delivered a promo. He said that MJF wants the punk he grew up on, he congratulated him for getting it, but he said MJF is not ready for it. Punk said he's going to beat MJF until his mother doesn't even recognize him. Punk goes on to say he will become a monster to fight the monsters of the world because I'm CM Punk and I'm better than you as Punk closed out that little segment. What do you think? Um, I, I like I, I like how you see we're hearing uh, each text and like um, callbacks from CM Punk's past promos, rather it be CM Punk cutting the promos or MJF. Um, I think I thought the MJF uh, segment last 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 Wednesday on Dynamite was fucking perfect. Oh, like yeah. <laughs> I mean, MJF got in, in this guy's head, and that's what MJF was trying to do the whole time. And of course, CM Punk hook line sinker guys ass kicked by MJF, and he would be into a blade blade pulp. So. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to this match against uh, MJF, oh, MJF and CM Punk. Um, it's gonna be uh, MJF's second dog dog match because I don't think people know this. This is this is uh, people didn't know uh, MJF had had a dog dog match before, so he he knows stranger into these kind of matches. So I'm looking forward to seeing how well he he faces he faces CM Punk in this match and. If I won't, don't surprise. I would not be surprised if MJF does win, but you know, I mean, it kind of you probably gotta have Punk win because he again has went back over uh, MJF. No doubt, man. And see, I want MJF to win 
against CM Punk. Or whoever wins, I want this to actually continue anyway, bro. I want this to go on and, and like I was saying on Uncaged, I think the blow-off will end up being like an I Quit match, possibly a cage match, but I'm leaning towards an I Quit match, man. But if Punk does get the win, maybe MJF is just out cold, doesn't respond, and that's how Punk wins. MJF will go on to say, fucking, you never beat me, I didn't quit, or, you know, I didn't, I didn't give up or whatever. But the only problem with that is you sort of make MJF still a babyface a little bit. He's becoming too cool of a heel right now. And that could, you know, become a problem in AEW. But we'll see what happens. Nevertheless, I'm looking forward to that match. I think it's the main event of, of the pay-per-view, really. And uh, But unfortunately, we're going to have Adam Cole and uh, Hangman Page as, as our main. But it is the AEW Championship, so it is what it is. But we move to a backstage segment with TBS champion Chade Gar Gargill and Mark Sterling. Well, should I say smart Mark Sterling. We're interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Sterling said he added a clause to the contract that there could be no contact between Cargill and Tay Conti <laughs> until 48 hours before the pay-per-view. How fucking dumb. Anna J then shows up and asked what day it was. Sterling answered and then Conti superkicked Cargill and knocked her down. Conti told Cargill that she had 48 hours left as championne, as Taya Conte would say. Uh, just to, for the record... No, Tyre. You, you've got 48 hours until you freaking get absolutely annihilated by Jade Cargill and you've got no chance in hell at winning that TBS championship or that bitch show championship. Uh, I'm not really looking forward to this match. I just hope Jade Cargill eats it for lunch, bro. Uh, I, I do too. Uh, um, Jade Cargill has has been winning me over uh, for the past couple of weeks with us. Just sit talking to Conti. Um, she's like over here saying nobody cares about this uh, this Kawhi bullshit, and you had no you got no chance of being at, at the pay per view. And I, it's, she wanted me over with, with uh, her just talking down on Ty Conti because because Conti is she's she's just not she's not gonna be a champion in AEW at all. And so I hope this match lasts about like two minutes tops because. Ty Conti, she got luck at the pay-per-view at full gear because she had a great match. She had a pretty decent match against Rebecca at, at full gear, but I don't think she had any chance of having a good match out uh, of uh, Jay Cargill. Not, not because Jay Cargill is green, because he is, but yeah. Jay, Jay Cargill is not is, is a powerhouse, and she got to be out there eating, eating Ty, Ty Conti once. So I don't think Conti has any chance of winning this match. And Jay Cargill beats her easily. Yep, 100% agree with you on that one, man. But unfortunately for us, you know how AEW booked their matches lately. It's, it's going to be probably longer than two minutes. And it will probably be, be a hard-fought win for fucking Jade Cargill. But it is what it is. Hopefully I'm wrong, but yeah, I, I don't have a good feeling about that. But nevertheless, she will win. But we move on to the... Serena D versus Layla Gray in a five-minute rookie challenge match. And uh, <laughs> so all this accumulate. Of course, Serena D ends up winning in 59 seconds. Um, Layla Gray done the smart thing by playing the cat and mouse sort of game, right? Hey, if you can't beat them, just run away <laughs> until you, you know, in a way, win the, the match by technical sort of 
circumstances, but nevertheless, she, she wins in 59 seconds, and I'm talking about Serena Deeb. But we get Hikaru Shida back, bro. She, I mean, they set it on her eye. She's back. Uh, <laughs> so all this was for Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida. Like, was that what it was? That, is this the payoff? I, I, I guess so. Um, I mean, I'm happy that Akarsia is back in the EW after being being out in Japan for a couple, a, a few months. I'm, um, but I think I don't, I don't know how I feel about this because I don't want to see enough between these two because I don't know how many matches we've seen between Sabrina and Akarsia. It might, it might be a, a decent mess up because, but all the matches had have been pretty, pretty decent. But like. How many times we gotta keep on going to the well, well, uh, too many times with uh, Deeb and Cedo. So I'm happy that she's back, but they do have one more match in AEW. Let that be the last match between these two because I haven't seen it, these two interact at all. You know, it, you know, even though it was fun seeing uh, Carcia hitting between Deeb in the face with a Kendo stick, I don't want to see these two uh, face off after they have their next match. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, man, I hope we get a payoff to Dave's rookie challenge before they go right back to a feud with Sheeta. But unfortunately, Chuck, I'm fearing it will end up with a rookie getting help from fucking Sheeta or something like that, where Serena Deeb ends up losing the match. But it is what it is, man. I mean, do you think that's what's going to happen or we just go right into a Serena Deeb Sheeta match once again? It would not surprise me. They do do, do go that well because it was, it's another thing that they would they would do. It have like a key or a guy that that's had been there been in WWE for a, a little bit. We're in a match against an established star, and, and and they end up having a match or having that that person team up with the the person that the heel is is uh, feeding with. And it's a it's a cliche around wrestling. So if that happens, it would not surprise me. But part of me doesn't want to see this, these two just go away, to go to separate because I think it's time for them to go do their own thing. I mean, I want to see Cedo trying to challenge Jay Cargill for be a championship. I mean, I don't, I don't care. I just want this, these two to just go to separate, separate paths. Yeah, me too, bro. But we'll see what happens, man. But we move backstage once again for another segment with Eddie Kingston was interviewed by Shivani. Kingston mocked everyone doing insider terms. <laughs> and this was the line of the night. Kayfabe may be dead, but that don't mean we have to piss on its grave. <laughs> Bravo, Kingston, because that's so fucking true, because that's exactly what's happening in professional wrestling today. We start pissing on graves, bro. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the, uh, I think he's, is, is he, he's going on the microphone. Cause, hey, this guy, I mean, I always, he always has the best promos on the night. Uh, who 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 is on, and he he had a great promo against um Jericho uh a couple to go on, on the dynamite, and um it's just he's just he's just he's real he's not he's not a character he he that's how he is in real life and that, that's how, that's what I appreciate about Eddie Kingston he doesn't play the character well he doesn't play he doesn't act he doesn't act tough, and he asks he acts like a badass and you piss him off for real he'll kick your ass for real and yeah. that's the cool thing about the cool thing about a kingston um me wants to see see a kingston win at at a uh, revolution but me thinks that they give jericho that that win 
that he just doesn't need. Cause this guy Jericho, man, he's so fucking annoying on on EW, especially on Rampage. This you hear this guy try to create more sports entertainer. Why not? I mean, hey, remember this though, Chuck. TK said this is professional wrestling, not sports entertainment. I'm sorry, but this is definitely sports entertainment. A lot of it is, bro. Well, well GFY, Jericho, GFY. You're trying to get that shit over too. Like, fuck off. It's Y2J, baby. And I mean that as in WWE, Y2J. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. We move on to the main event. The weekly Mark Henry segment starts airing with a split screen interview with the main event wrestlers. Ethan Page recalled debuting on the same show as Christian Cage. He claimed he was the Hall of Fame talent that was advertised, not Cage. Christian goes on to say Page's day will come, but today is not that day. Cage then says he'd take the TNT title even if it meant making Scorpio Sky a transitional champion should he win it before he gets his title shot. So I guess we've got this Battle of Canada or the Battle of Ontario matchup. I'm sure Chris, Mr. AMBS, and that's Bush in the morning, and that's Ams with Noel, would absolutely attest to this because he had to point out that they're both Canadians. Yes, that's right, Chris. They are Canadians. Right. Anyway, <laughs> I felt Mark Henry was actually a lot better in his segment than usual, dude. Am I wrong in saying that? No, you're not wrong. Um, there are times that he had his uh, moments that he just just stale, stale as a as a, a trig, and there's, there's a moment that he has uh, a bit of charisma into him. I like how he this, they, they they have Mark Henry doing this every every week on on pace. I mean, it's getting over because every time he says it's time for the main event, the crowd goes wild. Crowd okay. sings sing, sing along with him. So like he got it over, and that's I mean. You can't hate hate on Henry for that, but oh, so, absolutely. I think, I think so. I think every week he does have moments that he has just this sister like a like an idiot, but he does have the charisma that he can make make it good at times where both both guys are just you know being just saying that they what they gotta do with their opponent, not having John Silver or whatnot being an idiot or. Uh, whatever uh, Orange Cassidy being a standard like a like a dumbass like he if he has the right people interviewing they they interviewing then it works and this I think this this did we work with um with Page and Cage can Page and Cage on Rampage exactly Monday and I just wanted to say it was Christian Cage versus Ethan Page in a qualifier for the Face of Revolution ladder match Christian ends up getting the win which I felt was the wrong fucking idea. I get why he won because, as Chris said on Uncaged, he's the he's one of those guys that was in those ladder matches back in the day, bro. So they have to have Christian in this type of matchup, even though he's not the same Christian from back then. But uh, what do we say, man? I mean, uh, I feel like Ethan Page should have really gone over. I think he's a lot better than than people make him out to be. I actually think he's got a, a lot of charisma when allowed to actually exhibit it. But we get the old timer getting the win, and I guess that ends Rampage. Well, actually, it doesn't end Rampage because we get Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and the young fucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, <laughs> walking out together and stood at the bottom of the ramp. They teased entering the ring, but O'Reilly and Matt each grabbed tag titles belts. They went face to face while holding up the belts. 
Damasaurus reached over the ropes and took the bouts back. Then Jungle Boy dove onto the heels at ringside. Jungle Boy returned to the ring and his entrance team played to close the show while every motherfucker was going, Yeah, I mean, uh, do you feel like the, the Lucha Goofs are going to end up losing the title belts? Uh, they are going to lose the championship belts, but not, not a revolution. I, I do think yeah. that uh, the uh, Dress Express, they're going to win the title of the revolution. But, you know, this true match is not going to be about them. It's, it's all going to be all about the Young Bucks and Red Dragon. And Dress Express is there too. Because the Young Bucks and the Red, Red, and Red Dragon going to be going back and forth. And they're gonna be they're gonna be to the fact like last minute on match up where one of the teams calls the other team to match and Dress Express comes in and sneaks the win and retain the titles. And later on you might see Red Dragon or the Young Bucks take the titles off of Dress Express later down they lay down the road in a one on one match. I mean in two tag tag match. So they are gonna lose the championship eventually by either either one of these teams, just not this Sunday. Well, speaking of this Sunday track, how about before we close the show, we do predictions for AEW's Revolution. And let's start with the AHFO, Andrade Al Idolo, Isaiah Cassidy, and Matt Hardy versus Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, and Sting in a tornado tag match. I'm sure this one's going to be wild. But if Jeff Hardy doesn't debut in this match, and he probably won't which he won't because he can't due to contract. But uh, I assume we're going to get Matt Hardy walking off and Alan Guevara and Sting get the win. That's my opinion anyway. That's who I'm going to go with. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going, I'm going with uh, Guevara, Sting, and uh, Alan here. Um, this is a, a completely random matchup. I don't know why this match is a main card. This will be on the, main, on the kickoff show and have... I mean, they should have this on on the main on on the kickoff show and place it and have Hook and Kuchi Marshall on the main show. I give Hook that moment. I don't know why you have these this this mess on the main show and nobody really cares because you know we already know the outcome. I agree, one hundred percent. Match number two on the main card is the Face of Revolution ladder match between Keith Lee, Orange Cassidy. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks, Wardlow, and Christian Cage. Uh, I can't, like I said earlier, I can't see any other way other than Keith Lee winning, bro. I mean, part of me wanted to see Keith Lee win, but I just had this gut feeling that they probably have either Powerhouse Hobbs win or oh, they might have Christian Cage win and challenge Jamie War, so you can have Dress as Press and Christian Cage. All the gold, like half the gold in the in, in AEW. I mean, that's the route they want gold, then fine, have, have Christian Cage win. But part of me want to see Power Hop win so we can have uh, Power Top have that moment of winning a, a challenge with a championship. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, man. So we move on to the next match between Jericho and Kingston. This one's a hard one to predict, bro. My heart wants to say Kingston. My brain tells me Jericho, but I feel like Kingston will still win anyway because he needs to get one of those big wins, man. But is Jericho one of those guys that would allow someone like a Kingston to get it over him? 
Or do we go with the Jericho sort of teaching Kingston a lesson that you're not a real wrestler type of shit and we continue with his feud? Or does uh, <laughs> Pride and Powerful get, get involved and screw both guys? I mean, oh, man, I think as far as my pick goes, though, oh, man, I'm going to go with Kingston, man, I think. But I'm very conflicted. Um, I mean, part of me want to see Keyson win, but if, if Jericho does win, it probably, it probably got to be from some shenanigans from uh, power, uh, LAX, Centennial Ortiz. But if they have Centennial Ortiz beat outcome of the match, they might have it be like have Kingston win the match due to uh, LAX's LAX help and have Jericho get in there and get in Centennial Ortiz's faces. And we might, and who knows? We might see Centennial Ortiz walk out, walk back, walk with uh, with Kingston after the match. Yeah, like I said, I'm still conflicted. I want to say Jericho. I don't know, man. That one's gonna fuck me up. That's all I know. But we'll see, man. Something's gonna happen, no doubt about it. Though we move on to CM Punk versus MJF. This one's another one that's hard to pick. You would think Punk would get the win because he didn't get the win the first time. But I can see MJF winning it, and I think I'm going to go with MJF because I can see him using that that win for heat by telling Punk, you can't beat me, you're, you're not good enough to beat me, I'm still better than you, and you fucking know it. But if you want to go in traditional wrestling booking 101, Punk was left in the bloody pulp on Dynamite, which generally means Punk should get the win, right? Yeah, it does set up how Punk win here because there's a cliche around wrestling how the heel or the champion uh, stand tall or a challenger stand tall and all of a sudden the opposite uh, happens to pay-per-view. They always do this in, in every promotion. So it would not surprise me if Punk wins at Wilson. Punk does want to see MJF win, but I think going Punk would be a hard way, way to go because – I don't think this feel gonna be over after the fact, and it's not gonna be over. I mean, we're curious to see what what match they do next. Yeah, I think I agree, man. I think Punk will probably win. Like, so I'll, I'll go with Punk instead of MJF. Again, it's a tough one, but yeah, Punk. If we're going by professional wrestling booking cliches, it's definitely Punk. But speaking of cliches, we move on to John Moxley versus Brian Danielson. And another match that's going to be hard to predict. I feel like Danielson needs to get the win, but so does Mox. But if we're going to get them together anyway, then it doesn't matter who wins. But something tells me we're not going to have these two as a group, man. I feel like this is going to get more bloodier in the months ahead. What do you think? Uh, I, I agree. I, I don't think Auntie is too being a... Uh, uh, Set up stable in any way, shape, or form. I think, I think there might be a serious massive between Mosley and uh and Danielson. And it's hard, it's hard, hard to believe that uh, all times that um Brian and John have, have fought in, in wrestling, Mosley has not defeated Brian Danielson at all. Nine air days in Ring Warner, Dragon Gate, um, not or um, WWE, and it's that's that, that's crazy. So I mean, I, I it, this, 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 I can go either way, um, but I gotta say, uh, Mossy wins. 
Another tough one, man. Uh. Oh, man. I don't know what to fucking pick, but I'm going to go Danielson, bro. <laughs> but you're right. Because Moxie hasn't beaten Danielson ever, you feel like he's going to get the win. But then that's too obvious. So I'm going to go with freaking Danielson, bro. But we'll see what happens, man. Well, next we move on to the AWTBS Championship between Jade Cargill, who's your champion, versus Tay Conti. We spoke about this before. There's no ifs or buts. Jay Cargill's got this in the bag. I don't even need to elaborate anymore about them two. Please, Chuck, what do you think? Yeah, like, like I said before, uh, Ty Conti has no chance of winning this against Jay Cargill. Jay Cargill beats her easily. And like the professor said, this is, this is going to be my professor's lock pick. This is, this is a, a lock I don't see Jay Cargill lose this belt and take Ty Conti again. Have uh, Jay Cargill squash this chick in less than two minutes, five minutes, or whatever, whatever the hell. But uh, Ty Conti ain't winning this match against Jay Cargill. Not my shot. Yeah, I agree, man. Well, like we've said earlier, man, there's no ifs or buts. Next, we move on to the AEW Tag Team Championships between Jurassic Express, who are your champions, versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Is there any real reason why we should put these straps on uh, the Red Dragon or Young Bucks right now? And do you think the Jurassic Express end up retaining? Uh, like, like I said earlier, this, this, this match, this match not, it's not about uh, Jurassic Express. This is all about here's a matchup between Young Bucks versus uh, Red Dragon for the AEW uh, World Tag Team Titles. Oh, yeah, uh, the uh, Jurassic Express here too. It's not be about about the Jurassic Express at the at, at, uh, but towards the end of the match, because either Red Dragon got caught the Young Bucks or the Bucks got caught the Red Dragon the match, and Jungle Boy got caught in caught in the match, got, got comes in and pick the pen and retain the title for for a team. You see, uh, Young Bucks and Dragon facing off to see who will be number contender for the Jurassic Express in a two on two tag team situation and. But as far as this this Sunday, Jurassic Express win this match due to the snaggers of the Bucks and the Dragons. I agree. I think the Jurassic Express, even though I'm cringing about it, Jurassic Express will definitely win or retain the tag championships. Well, we move next to the AW Women's World Championship between Dr. Brie Baker, DMD, <laughs> versus the challenger, Thunder Rosa. Now... This one, I've been debating with Jago a lot. He thinks Thunder Rosa is going to win the championship. I actually think she ain't winning the championship right now. I don't think she is. Because as over as she is, I feel like she's a little bit cold leading into this pay-per-view, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying, man? And, and, and her booking has been all over the place a little bit. I strongly think that Britt Baker actually retains, man. No, no. I, I think time for Thunder Rosa to take the title of Breaker because Britt Baker is her time wing has gone. Uh, it's gone. It, it was good for for a minute, but now it's like it's it's getting to the, the level of just like just go away now. Just please get the title off her. And like people are comparing her time wing over Charlotte Flair's current ring as SmackDown Women's Champion. I want to I want to go that far because Britt Baker has had. Decent, decent matches other than solid, but um, as far as Thunder World, is yeah, they have been 
plugging the bit out all over the place, but it's like it's like almost every person that's been that's getting ready to be a champion in AEW, they're plugging the bit all over the place. Like case case of point, Heyman Page. So I do see Thunder Rosa win at at Revolution. I do see her being the the next women's champion after she beats Bert Baker. Well, the only reason why I would change to Thunder Rosa winning the the AEW Women's Championship is only because we can't have every champion surely retaining, right? No, you, you can't. Right, so, I mean, they could. But if I go with Britt Baker, then that means everybody that I've picked is pretty much going to be retaining their championships. Excuse me. And I feel like that will disappoint a lot of fans. So, oh man. All right. I think I'll go, I'll change the Thunder Rosa, but I'm not confident. I still think Britt Baker's got a good chance. But the only reason why I'm going with Thunder Rosa is only because I don't see every champion retaining on a, on one pay-per-view. I just don't see that, especially on Revolution. But we'll see. But we move on to the AEW World Heavyweight Championship match between Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. It's the Battle of the Adams. <laughs> and uh, I just think Adam Page wins this match. As much as I don't want him to win, Adam Cole is not the right guy right now to be you know, heading the company, bro. You're right. Adam Cole as Edward Chamber would not make sense, especially if, if this guy has been treated with Orange Cassidy for the past couple couple months or so. So, and having him be World Champion right now, it would not make sense. Like, yeah, get it. Like, he he stayed into the, He started to get to that Adam Cole. He we we all know and love back in the ring our days and partly in NFT. But right now, I think it's, it's a little bit too little too late for him right now. He already has enough on his plate, picking between the, the Bucks or the uh, Red Dragon. We don't we don't know which side he could be on, and him pulling the strings and pretty much being the puppet master, all this nonsense. Um, I do see him and Page retaining, and if 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 Adam Cole does align align himself with uh, Red Dragon, I don't I would not be surprised that they have him and Page aligning with, with the Young Bucks. They have like a three on three match between these two. On the road, cause they te- they've been teasing for for a while now. Cause when Bucks were in the ring with the, with Red Red Dragon and Heyman Page came out and attacked the uh, Red Dragon, the Bucks was like, mm, "Up, oh, he's all yours," and they they walked walked out. Yeah, it's so weird. It, but they they season that they have got up the Bucks aligned with Heyman Page and have the the Hunger Bucks back together against uh undisputed uh Wisnos. Apparently that could be the new, the, new, the new name, but I just think that that's just that is that's just a, a a tagline or a paraphrase for the YouTube video. I think it's still gonna be called known as the Paragon in AEW, but either way, it lead up to a three on three tag match between two and two two teams, and I'm looking forward to it. Is there some chance you think that Kenny Omega could possibly make an appearance in this match? I mean, the, 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 the smart goal is have KMA just stay at home and recover from his, his injuries. Right. I, just, I just still think it's too soon to come back from his for injuries. I mean, his, the best bet is have him come back at uh, double nothing. 
have a, a potential matchup between Jay Wright and K Omega. I'd love to see that again, if, bro. But K Omega seed with the shit that Adam Cole been doing, bringing Jay Wright in, and he got to have a field day with Adam Cole. And I don't know, he got, I mean, if, I don't know, man, if they had the, the Bullet Club, uh, don't ask clowns for any person to come in and, and some stirs some shit up, then maybe you have the Humbucks and King Omega align themselves for joint forces and stop try to stop uh, uh the Paragon and the Bullet Club at uh at, 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 at AW. Well, that's I don't know what that I... going to happen, but right, yeah. Well, that's what I think is going to happen. I think it will be the Buck, the Bucks. And Kenny, look, surely there's going to be a trios friggin' championship coming in AEW. It just feels like that's where we're going. It's felt like that for many months now, but now more than ever, you see the seeds are being planted for three on threes everywhere, dude. So it even makes sense to bring in a trios tag team championship, which I hope it actually doesn't sort of make the tag bouts sort of look like shit, if you know what I mean, because that could possibly happen. Nevertheless, we'll see what happens. TK did say an interesting thing on one of his press releases during the week that he's waiting on Kenny Omega to come back before he makes a decision on Trio's championships. We'll wait and see what happens. But I think that covers it, track for for Carnage. So please, brother, tell 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 everybody where they can find you, man. You can find me on Twitter at MattGreatness. You can find me on Instagram at MattGreatness12. Uh, Subscribe to my YouTube channel, the PW Hustle Zone. And also, you can find me here on the PVC talking about AEW Rampage with MT every other week on the PVC Network. Absolutely. And if you want to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at PWC Network and at DJ Mass Effects. Also, please like and subscribe at the PWC Network.podbean.com where you find all our shows. And please give a like and review if you can. That'll be very much appreciated. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T, that's Michael Davis, aka Track Black, and you've been listening to the PWC Friday Night Carnage, right here on the PWC Network. Adios. See ya.
Malachi Black says, the house always wins. But it seems as if the house only wins with deception. You see, a week and a half ago, you lost to us. And it seems as if you want to ignite a war. The Death Triangle says, allow us to add some fuel to that fire this Sunday. We may be down one Lucha Brother, but there are three of you, and there are three of us. An eye for an eye, an R for an R. Wow, Alex. It's really admirable. Sacrificing yourself for your fallen teammate. You said something about the house losing. But did the house really lose, Alex? But don't worry, Alex. Your sacrifice to the house will be honored. Oh, uh oh, oh. The house of black, Malachi Black. Hold on one second, Malachi. I never said that the three of us are currently in the ring. You see, you have your monster, and we have ours. What? Oh! It's Redbeard! It's Redbeard! Eric Redbeard? Look at the size of this man! People going nuts once again! They uh-oh. Well, the bastard pack. Oh, Falling on an old friend, an old monster. This man is a monster, legit. He's the biggest guy in the ring, and that's saying a lot when Brody I, King is in there. You're not kidding, Chris. AW Security trying to keep these three men separate. I, Eric Redbeard joining the ranks of the bastard oh, pack. I can't tell you who. Everybody's in black. It's a black war. It's definitely Look at a lot of black. Black Tie Affair, let him go! Let him go! Oh man, Eric Redbeard! Oh, he got oh, Brody King! Buddy Matthews, Malachi Black, and Brody King have to contend with Eric oh, Redbeard! Oh, the whole security team! Eric Redbeard clearing the field! Oh, gosh! And Redbeard now taking out all the security uh -oh. team. Get out while you can, boys! Double choke slam coming! Oh! This poor kid's about to get oh rocked. Just leave, run away. See ya, bye. It's not worth the 50 bucks. Red and Peter and Pack are just watching on. And as the all the house of black, on. yeah. Now here's the real lunatic of the bunch. Pack's the one who's really creeps me out. The bastard Pack, so fueled with hatred and anger toward Malachi Black. And look at Penta Oscuro. Look at this guy. He's gonna break. He's gonna break this man's arm! He's going back! Oh no! That's an old school pencil right here, Excalibur! Oh! Oh! Did you hear that? Oh! Did you hear that? And the House of Black are shaken to their core! And this Sunday on the Bayern, these six men will collide, but right now, Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert standing by! Believe this!
people are gonna understand that being in this much pain makes certain people feel so very alive. I think you understand, Max, and if you don't, on March 6th, you will. You are going to find out exactly what you think you already know, that CM Punk is the master, and I know exactly who the I am. You wanna call me PG Punk? You wanna pretend like I'm not that same guy? You want that same guy that you grew up idolizing? Congratulations, Maxwell, Jacob, Friedman, but you're not ready. And on March 6th, I'm gonna walk you like a dog. I'm gonna beat you and beat you and I'm gonna beat you until your own mother won't recognize you. I'm gonna leave parts of you in that ring and I'm gonna leave parts of you all over Orlando, Florida. This is what you want. More importantly, this is what you deserve. On March 6th, I will become a monster to fight the monsters of the world because I'm CM Punk. And I'm better than you. AW Rampage back live here on TNT. Limitless Keith Lee and JD Drake doing battle. Oh. Drake, big Lariat backs up Keith Lee, but Lee fires back with a headbutt. Double B. Haas is right here for sure. If people at home are wondering, we're cheering on J.D. Drake because his wingman couldn't be at ringside tonight since they're banned and he needs the moral support. Everyone's banned throughout the whole episode tonight, but you get fine. I like this J.D. Drake. Like you mentioned, double tough. And the AEW Awards are coming in. The oh. choice is yours. Head to AEWAwards.com right now to cast your vote. And yes, the double tough JD Drake takes down Keith Lee. He has him in the corner. Cannonball. Cannonball. Look at that. Yeah, baby. Gone. Come on. There's some agility for you. Pin him. Cannonball. Oh, here we go. Love this. Oh, imagine. Hit it. Lee, Keith Lee. Oh, JD Drake could end A it right here. Moonsault. That's what it is. Um, moonsault. Yes. Press. Yes. Yes. One. What the hell is going on? Drake can't believe it. The ref can't believe it. Keith Lee can believe it. How dare you? But you can see the broken blood vessels all over the chest of Keith Lee. Just soften them up for Sunday. Yes. yes. You see the blood up in JD Drake's mouth as well. No. Keith Lee. The body of JD Drake. Whoa. Oh, he just hoisted up JD Drake. All 279 pounds of Drake up to the top rope. JD comes up, cross. Oh, Keith Lee got him. No. He got him. That's some power for sure. Oh, no. Look at the size of oh. Keith Lee here. He's, He's stuck. He's definitely it. stuck. Get a high low. Get a forklift down here to unlock his ass. Keith Lee. No, he's not stuck. What the? He didn't need a forklift. Oh, my God. He's just strong. Keith Lee with JD Drake no. up on the show. No. Goodness. One, two, three. No. Is over, so they can't after be the, after the bell, it's anything goes, and here we see Softening the wingman. Softening him up. You see that, Hobbs, huh? Go get him, Avalon and Nevin. Avalon and Nevin. Avalon's hairstyle. Cesar Benoit. Oh, my. Oh, oh, it just got popped up. Oh, my God. Look at this. Power bomb by Keith Lee. Well, this is our moment. We're in Starks country. Come on, power. Starks is going. Go get him, boys. Ricky Starks and Hobbs. Going. Look at this. They realize after the bell, it's anything goes. No fines, no suspensions. Pretty Peter, that horrible oh, wig. No. He's going over the top. Oh, oh, look at that. Yeah, but now he's got a deal. 
with stalks and hobs. Go get them, guys. Let's go. They're hesitating, Taz. Why are they hesitating? I, I don't know. Because they're intimidated as well. No, no, they're not oh, intimidated. They've got, they've got a two-on-one advantage right here. They just had a four-on-one advantage, and Kingsley kicked all their asses. Oh, oh, wait a second. Uh, this freaking guy. I hate this guy. Or I hate him, too. Orange Cassidy will also be a part of the Face of the Revolution ladder match. No. This yeah. is going to be huge this Sunday night, live on pay-per-view. Six men vying to become the face of the revolution. Like a cat and a mouse. Ooh. And Layla Gray expects to be no different as she makes her but that, rap that was, debut. That yeah. was smart for by, by Layla Gray. Yeah, Layla, she knows she doesn't have to beat Serena Deeb. Instead, she's just burning time off it's the clock. last five minutes, that's it, exactly. Can she play cat and mouse with the professor for all of the five-minute clock? She goes out again. Smart, Smart girl. Move. There yeah. you go. Oh, Serena got the ankle. Uh -oh. That's it. Professor uh -oh. ain't having it now. And Layla Gray jumped face first on the floor. And we've seen the mean streak out of Serena D when she's angry. And I can't imagine she's very happy right now. Yeah, no, no. She's sitting with a great record, Dave is at 17 and 5 and ranked number three in the women's division. And now Layla Gray is in a bout. Get a back snap. I yep. think maybe she's a little bit annoyed that Layla Gray uh, was Played able to little, escape yeah. as long as she did. Played that little cat and mouse game. That's right. Oh, look, the, the, the front front chance. That's it. That's it. Layla Gray, what happened? Nothing flashy, nothing fancy, just a pure victory for Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb once again victorious here in the Professor's Five. Oh, wait a second. She's not she's done. Look at this. She's got Layla Gray hooked up into the, into the Serenity Lock. And oh, just wrenching back on the knee. Completely unnecessary by Serena Deeb. But what's this? What, what? No. She's wait. Holy Shida! Shida! the former AEW Women's World Champion, the woman! Oh! That's Serena! Oh, Deep injured! Look at this! Candlestick right to the face! Oh, God! And Shida teed off on Serena! Deep. Oh, my goodness! This is months and months of frustration by Hikaru Shida and Serena Deep! Oh, and heading for the hills! Well, she's she's on the part by the doctor. She's she, gonna need the doctor. She came out of the pantsuit, then she turned into a vicious beast. And, and Serena's is running for higher ground, man. Serena Deeb is exactly as you said. She is running. She is fleeing from a revenge-minded Hikaru Shida. Talk about exploding back on the scene, guys. Shida did just that. Shoulder tackle. One. Got him. Got him. Two. Oh, I think you're right, Chris. I do think that. All legal Ethan Page was playing possible. I mean, this could really go either way. I have no idea who the sixth entrant is going to be. I know Christian wants it, but can you imagine if Ethan Page beats Christian and makes it in with a huge advancement for his career tonight? Ethan Page looking for Ego's Edge, but instead Christian counters the spear and Christian immediately to a cover two. Whoa! Super close right there. Shows how important this opportunity for the sixth man in the face of Revolution ladder match is for both these guys. He's signaling for it. He's signaling for it. And remember, whoever wins that face of the Revolution ladder match will get their shot at either Sammy Guevara or Scorpio Sky, whoever walks out next week as the TNT champion, but Ethan Page counters. And such oh, Christian oh. shoulder first into that steel ring pose. And I can't say it enough. You guys are sick of me hearing, hearing me say it every week. These are square turnbuckle posts. 
that could jab right into your shoulder. It could break your, your collarbone and do some major, major damage. But Ethan Page looking for Ego's edge. He's got Christian up. This could be it. Ethan Page. No, Christian. Go right into it. Oh, oh, oh. oh my God. No, he's going to get it. One, Look out, two, three. Wow. Toronto beats Hamilton, baby. And Christian goes right to the face of the revolution. Christian Cage. Damn. Christian Cage will be the final entrant in the face of the revolution ladder match this Sunday night on Pay Per View. Well, he joins Keith Lee, Wardlow, Hobbs, Stalks, and Cassidy. And once again, Christian probably has more matches than the other five competitors combined. I would have to make him the favorite. Oh, oh, oh. But here come the champs. His buddies. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will also have a huge match this Sunday night. They will have to defend their AEW World Tag Team Championship in a three-way match against Red Dragon and the former champions, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Well, then, obviously, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are very happy for Christian. I don't like none of these guys, to be honest with you. And come the St. Patrick's Day Slam in San Antonio, Texas, all three of these men could be champions if Christian Cage is able to win the Face of the Revolution ladder match and defeat either Sammy Guevara or Scorpio Sky. Or all, all, all three could not have any championships come then. <laughs> right or wrong. That could happen. Well, it remains to be seen. AEW Revolution Live. Look at this. Sunday. Oh, 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 not so fast. Yeah. Young Bucks and Red Dragon. The two teams that will be challenging Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus for that AEW World Tag Team Championship this Sunday night on pay-per-view through traditional cable and satellite providers. The all-new Bleacher Report app, select movie theaters nationwide, and Fight.tv internationally. I can honestly say this is going to be the biggest pay-per-view in AEW history. Every match is a main event. And look at Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are ready to fight. And well, the, they got the belts. Young Bucks and Red Dragon. We got new champions. Back the belts. Well, doesn't quite work that way. As Kyle O'Reilly celebrating as if, as if he won the three-way match at Revolution. He's having a seizure or something. Oh, wait wow. a second. Look at, look at yeah. this. Yeah, this is interesting. Both teams would like to walk out of Revolution as AEW World Tag Team Champions, but. Well, the champions are in the ring. Watch out! Jungle Boy takes out Steve The other two teams don't go anywhere because coming up next here on TNT, the countdown to Revolution. And then, of course, Revolution this Sunday night live on pay-per-view. Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the richest prize in our sport, the AEW World Championship. Kingston, I'm going to kick your ass on Sunday.
it slowly. Stop that talking. Better show me. I fly about the top. I keep money in eyes. I roll like I'm a slob. Every the money drops. Yes, I, I do the most. My hair is white like snow. One look and then they know I break next and I go. I speed off like I'm trying to make them breathe. Exhaust shoulders. Be with sauce. Play with me. You pay the cost. Breezy. Hit row, hit row. Limos. Get low, get low. And if you didn't know, now you know. Show you what is hitting, you know. Swear on proof that he's just different, you know. Push my pen up to his limit, pushing any opera proving he ain't with it. Kudos. Subscribing to these common digits. Hublo. AJ Bruby, the Adonis. We know. Apply that pressure, acting somewhat extra on another level. You can never mess. Kilo. I stay sharp, I'm young, go hard. This ain't for play play. We crash down in your foundation and yell out hey, day. Down any door in your front castle, and now it's worse home. Tossed out every one of your kingdoms. You just got deep. I'm, I'm a fat fly brother from the 410. Bring your mouth around my way, man. Sure won't go. Swerve said, Give me 16. Holiness in them jeans. Rap God flow. Honcho sweeter than 16s. They say the best never rest till they're the best of the rest. And I'm the best of the best. I've been perfected with pressure. I've had selective endeavors. I've been protective with measures all night and all day work. PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.